Thanks, Colin, and everybody else. Um, my name is Bruce Martin, for those of you who don't know me. If you call me Dr. Martin, I told Colin I probably won't answer, so uh, first time someone called me that, I kept walking because I wasn't sure if it was a pair of shoes they were talking about or what. But anyway, um, I'm teaching the course this, this week on thinking about education in the missional church, and uh, I also pastor a church, and I do a few different things in my life, and as I was preparing for this, I was, a number of things kind of came together. It's just kind of funny how they do. Um, in our church, we, do, we write our own Bible study guides on a weekly basis that kind of tie in with our sermons and some of our other stuff. And we've been reading through the second half of the book of Acts, which is all about Paul, and he ends up having five trials before various authorities, he ends up in prison, and God doesn't miraculously deliver him. And ultimately, of course, he ends up being transported to Rome where he'll die. And so it's some really difficult times that Paul's facing. The other thing that happened is uh, a few weeks ago, my middle son graduated from high school. Um, I'm a Baptist minister, but my kids go to Catholic Central High School. Go figure. It's kind of fun. It's been an interesting journey for for us and for the school, I think. Um, Next year, I'm the chair of their school council. Yeah, it's, it's just been a whole interesting journey. Um, so, but at the graduation ceremony, there was an interesting valedictorian address that I'm going to talk about a little bit this morning and actually quote from. I think it's interesting to hear an 18-year-old's view of the world as he sees it and of life as he sees it. So some of you are closer to 18 than I am, so it won't be quite such a stretch to put yourself in an 18-year-old's shoes. Um, and we're also thinking, there's another passage I was reading from Paul thinking about this fall and what we'll be preaching on from 1 Corinthians. And so all these different things, believe it or not, came together in a strange way in my mind as I was preparing for today, and we'll see if it works. We'll see. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 7, a couple of very, very familiar verses from the Sermon on the Mount, verses 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, Jesus says. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and many are those who enter it. But the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few. Words you've probably heard a lot of times before. Now as I was thinking about Paul's life towards the end of his time, how he had faced that choice on a regular basis. He continually had the opportunity if he wanted to renounce Christ go along with the flow of what the Jewish authorities wanted and expected of him, and all would have been good. But Paul consistently chose that harder path, that narrow path of following Christ, and all the suffering and pain that went with it. Sometimes we forget. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul writes, We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, And we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. Sometimes we forget that part of Paul's ministry and the suffering and the difficulty he went through. So what about us? Well, this is where I want to plagiarize unashamedly from the valedictorian address at Catholic Central High School a month or so ago. Um, I have permission, by the way, for those of you who are concerned about plagiarism. I have permission to plagiarize this morning. And the young man said this, and... Imagine this is, this is an 18-year-old. There's two types of roads I'd like to talk about today. First of all, there are flat, long, boring highways. And in southern Alberta, we have long, flat, boring highways. Take my word for it. Highways are okay, but they are not very interesting. You don't see much, and you don't experience much. 
Secondly, there are those bumpy dirt roads that take you to interesting places. They're not so comfortable. We don't always like them. Why not? Because they are uncomfortable. Because our nice fresh coat of paint gets all dirty. Because we get some dents and scratches every now and then. But they are far more interesting, that's for sure. Life really is no highway contrary to popular belief. Not many people's lives just cruise along smoothly. But then, who wants to drive the highway anyway? I hate driving highways. They're no fun. They're dull. They're boring. 18-year-old drivers, yeah, who wants to drive a nice straight highway, right? It's no fun. For most of us, life is much more like a bumpy dirt road. Life, especially junior high and high school, was at least not boring. You remember junior high and high school? Yeah, mine was not boring. Neither was it a smooth ride. Do you remember junior high and high school? <laughs> it wasn't a smooth ride. Um, the challenges and struggles and bumps that we face are what have shaped us into unique and incredible individuals. Those hard times are what have helped us become who we really are. So then, why would you want to take the highway? The real bumps, the real challenges are the ones we face inside of us, which help us become incredible characters. And, again, this is from a grade 12 graduate. And that is what the past 13 years have been all about, throwing us clear of our comfort zones, but in doing so, helping us to become the incredible individuals sitting here today. Interesting insight, isn't it, from an 18-year-old? It's in those types of experiences, he goes on, those times we stretched ourselves and ran into bumps along the way, that we learned the truly valuable things. That is where we discovered who we are. And so he talks about exams and some of those things. Um, the important parts of our school experience are the ways we've grown, the friendships we've made, the bonds we've developed. We're not created to be a whole bunch of know-it-alls that sit off by ourselves and just learn facts all day. We're created to be unique and incredible individuals who value our relationships in our community. We don't exist to know everything off on our own, nor probably can we know any, everything anyway. We exist to make ourselves our community and our friendships better. That bumpy road in life may seem frightening. It may not always look appealing. We might get a few scrapes and dents along the way, but you know what? By taking that bumpy road, by embracing the challenges life has thrown at us, each of us is here today, unique, incredible, and full of potential. As you look toward the future, don't shy away from that bumpy road either. After all, life on the highway is dull and boring. And who wants to go through life on cruise control anyway? Interesting. So I asked, you know, did you have Matthew 7, 13 to 14 in mind? And he said, kinda. I'm not sure kind of is a word, but, you know, when you're the valedictorian, you can give, invent words and that's all good. But it's interesting because to think about, you know, an 18-year-old's interpretation of life on the highway and life on the bumpy road. And it raises the question about what are the two great gates, the two roads that we face. <coughs> the highway gate looks great. And it sort of depends a bit. You can contextualize this to your own life. But, you know, I know as a pastor that there is a way that I can pastor on the highway. I know the skills of pastoring well enough. I know my congregation well enough. I've been there 11 years. I can pretty much, if I want, put it on cruise control and do the same thing, more or less, well, change the scriptures and verses up a little bit every year, but I could do almost the same things year after year, competently lead the church, it would all be good. 
I've taught here and a couple of other colleges often enough that it's possible for me to just sort of open the big binder. Well, now it's the not-so-big file folder icon on the computer and just pull out what I did two years ago and that would be the easiest way to go. But that's no fun. That's life on the highway. The challenge for me is to take the challenge to live life on the bumpy road and you know what? To continue to try to do something different. To continue to grow in my skills and my ways of being a pastor. To continue to read and grow in terms of what I'm teaching and to um, try to gain new insights and perhaps to see that those, the way I did things before, it really wasn't the best way to view the world. And I need to keep growing and changing and being challenged. Life on the highway, life on cruise control, really isn't a whole lot of fun. And you can probably contextualize that to your own life, whether you're uh, working here at Tyndale or um, working in a church or studying. You can kind of get into an easy groove, and it can be a very easy groove. And there are times actually in our lives where we kind of need that, when we need to just heal and have some time on the highway. But don't resist those opportunities to take the bumpy road and go differently as well. And so let's think about that. The narrow gate, the narrow road isn't always as appealing, but it challenges us to think. It challenges us to struggle. It challenges us at times to fail. Um, this is actually a, a picture from, if you can see it, uh, my wife and I a couple of years ago went to the south of France um, to, uh, for a vacation. And for us, believe it or not, that was a bit of a bumpy road because I have high school French from Vancouver 30 years ago. My wife has high school French from Nova Scotia less years ago than I do. But we won't get into specifics. Um, south of France, very few people speak English, we discovered. So we had some very interesting conversations. At one point, we were actually buying a chess set for one of my sons. It was Napoleon's army versus, versus uh, Wellington's army. You know, it was kind of a cool thing because he's into history. And we were negotiating the price and all that. And this lady said, you know, it was asking us where we were from. And so I said, je suis Canadien. And she said, in French, and I won't repeat her French, but I understood it. But everyone in Canada speaks French, don't they? And so I was explaining to her that Alberta is a long way from Quebec. And instead of saying 3,000 kilometers, I said 3 million kilometers. <laughs> Culturally, yeah, sometimes. But this is the, we rented a little cottage. And uh, a chaussée déformée means it's a very bumpy road. Take my word for it. A deformed road. But sometimes those deformed roads are where life actually begins to take meaning. And it's when you struggle and push yourself and challenge yourself to learn new things, to go in new directions. That's when life actually becomes most exciting. So I want to encourage you to look at your life and as I say, there are times when we need that highway and you know, we just need to heal, we need some time to just cruise smoothly. But maybe there's also times or areas in our life where we need to get off the beaten path and try something new. Look what Paul says comes along with that choice. And this is going back to Second Corinthians. He says, first of all, you learn to trust in God. You really learn to trust in God when you get onto that narrow road. And this is what he says after his comments about, you know, we thought we were going to die. But he says, but as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and we learn to rely only on God who raises the dead. Think about that. This is a God who raises the dead. 
I think we can probably trust him with the chaussée déformés of our life. And he did rescue us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us on and on and on and on. Isn't that cool? But it's true, isn't it? It's only when we push ourselves that we really trust. We really learn to trust in God. Secondly, you learn the power of prayer, the real power of prayer. And you, Paul says, are helping us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. Uh, I was saying in our class this morning that, uh, you know, I'm paid to pray as a pastor. It's kind of a weird occupation, right? But people in my church also look at me, and certainly my family looks at me and asks, but do you pray, really pray, personally as well? So I was saying to, to the class this morning that one of the things that I, I learned from one of my youth pastors, he talked about the fact that his father, who was a Japanese, uh, he'd been interned by the Canadian government during World War, II, World War II. They'd moved all the Japanese from the coast inland. Lethbridge was one of those places. And then when the war ended, they were just, they lost all their possessions. The government never gave them back. It's one of those tragedies of Canadian history. So they were, the doors were opened and they were left in, in Lethbridge. So he was a carpenter and uh, a boat builder originally, but he, then he began to build houses. And Ryan, my youth pastor, his son said that one of the things that impressed him was every morning he saw his dad in the living room reading the Bible and praying. And so one of the commitments I made to my family is that every morning, if they want to, to look, I'm in the living room reading my Bible and praying. Because I can tell my kids all I want that they should pray. But when they see dad praying, then they learn more from that example than simply by me telling them it's a good thing to do. And finally, you learn to live with integrity in good and hard times when you get on those bumpy roads as well. We can say with confidence, Paul says, in a clear conscience that we have lived with a God-given holiness and a God-given sincerity in all our dealings. We've depended on God's grace, not our own human wisdom. That is how we've conducted ourselves before the world, and that is how we've conducted ourselves before you. Our letters have been straightforward, some of you taking Greek exegesis might argue with that, but Paul thought they were straightforward. And there's nothing written between the lines and nothing you can't understand. We learn to pray. We learn to trust. We learn to live with integrity. When we get off the highway and we get onto those bumpy roads, two gates, two roads, two choices. And sometimes it's kind of this. It's God's way or my own way. And we all know we face those crossroads at times in our lives. How many of you are young enough to remember the magic school bus? How many of you still watch the Magic, magic School Bus? How many of you have kids who watch the Magic School Bus? You should watch the Magic School Bus now and then. If not, it's on YouTube. Um, but it's in the bumpy roads of life that we grow the most. Miss, Miss Frizzle, who's the teacher in the Magic School Bus, her famous slogan was, who remembers it? Anybody? <sighs> Take chances, make mistakes, and get dirty. And sometimes, you know, as Christians, I think, you know, and especially Christians who are learning and growing and seeking to be leaders, sometimes we need to take chances, make mistakes, and get messy. It's okay. One of the things I'm discovering from my congregation, one of, I, yeah, I'll come this. I love to do children's stories. Nobody else in my congregation gets to do children's stories because they're so fun. And what I'll do is I'm actually not a bad artist, believe it or not. But I'll often do drawings with the kids. And uh, they're merciless critics. 
I mean, they're nasty. You know, you draw a stick man. That's not a stick man. Let me show you how to draw a stick man. And all that kind of stuff. But you know, it's when we try something. You know, you try to draw. You try to um, learn a new skill. You try to learn a new language. You try teaching something different. You teach at a grade level you've never taught at before. It's those times when we, even if we make mistakes, it's in those times that we learn the most and we grow the most. And we actually discover that we rely on God and we go on our faith, faith the most. Jesus didn't actually say, take chances, make mistakes, and get messy. But what he really said was, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. But I encourage you to try it, to follow God's way, and where he's leading. And sometimes, you know, it may be a place where you're uncomfortable, but that's okay. You all know probably the well-known poem by Robert Frost, in which he ends, Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the road less, less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. So, where are you at in your life? I encourage you to think about that bumpy road. Um, an 18-year-old had that insight that, you know, you can go through life on cruise control, even as Christians, even wherever we're working, whatever we're studying, we can go through life on cruise control. Or we can take chances, make mistakes, and get dirty. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much just for Jesus' wisdom and for the way he was able to take some profound truths and put them into some simple words. You know where we're at in our lives, and we may be in a place where we simply need to be on cruise control in a while, because for a while, because we're we're tired, we need some healing, we need some refreshment. We simply need to catch up with our busy lives. We need our bodies to catch up with our souls, or our souls to catch up with our bodies. But maybe some of us are at those crossroads where life is a little comfortable, and maybe we need to. Get off the highway and take take a few chances and make a few mistakes and get messy and discover that it's when we push ourselves and when we actually follow where your Spirit's leading us that we discover life in all its fullness. Relying on you, praying to you, and living a life that's obedient to you. Amen.